Welcome to the Mind Matter podcast, brought to you by myself, Little Coach Farah, and Sue Bird, our therapist. We bring you a brand new subject to do with the mind that has been ignored, it has been shoved under the carpet, or perhaps maybe you think it's a taboo. We will open up that subject and discuss it, bringing our own personal experiences to help you, to give you the courage to talk about what is stopping you living a fulfilled life. So if this is you, whoever you are, perhaps you are holding back because you don't know how to deal with life and you may not have the tools for certain things that have been affecting you, this podcast is for you. We'll see you every Sunday with a brand new subjects. Something's happened at school, or yeah. whatever, doesn't understand, comes home and wants to know the answer, and you tell it to go and have a nice sweet. Yeah, you tell it to have a nice sweet, you'll be okay, you'll be these okay. things happen. Yeah. How does that help the anxiety? It doesn't. So it's, it's just been pushed to the back, in the background or under the carpet yeah. for it to come out again. And maybe not in this mild way, maybe it'll be more severe mm. this time now. Because if so, if I go to you and ask you a question about why I'm feeling scared, yeah, and you tell me to go and have a sweet, what do I do with that feeling that I've got of feeling scared? So where, where, where do I put it? What do I do with it? What's the sweet? The sweet has distracted you. The sweet distracted me. Yeah, and and so I associate that feeling of feeling horrible and scared with eating. Yes. So every time because you feel like that, go and have something to eat. Because that's what I've been told to do. If you, mm. if you feel like this, you go and have a sweetie. But it's not... I don't... Un- yeah, but there's that, that disconnect with the body. Cause, but my body's... It, it's sort of a... It's saying we're in danger. Yeah. My heart's beating fast. Oh, I don't feel really safe. Fast. I don't feel safe, but I have to eat. don't understand. Mm. 100%. I think something you said last week really made sense when you said about when you feel, I don't know if you used the word anxious, but you said when you feel like that, you, you did this kind of little experiment on yourself and thought, no, hang on, I'm going to see what's going on with me. Mm. And I've done that. I said, what is it? It's, you're not hungry. You're not thirsty. But you're going to a kitchen. How is that going to fix how you're feeling? And if you don't know how to do this, what I've just said, if you don't know how to acknowledge that first step, mm. then you're going to just leave this thing alone and keep pushing on the side, knowing full well something doesn't feel right. And guess what? It's getting worse. What do I do now? Yeah, because now it feels like a mountain I've got to climb yeah. rather than just an inquiry. Because what does happen to anxiety is left. So it's chronic. It's, yeah. Isn't that really it, it, it then becomes... So, right, so... It, it, I come to I've got a question about why I'm feeling anxious. Now what actually happened was, you know, at school and somebody ignored me. And I don't I don't know what to I've nobody's done that to me before and I just don't know what to do that because it's not a very nice feeling. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel really horrible. I'll go and have a sweet and it's gonna be fine. Not sure what that is. So yeah, so what, where do I put that? Okay, I um so I have to make a brain's going right well, we can't just leave it there we have to make a story around what's actually happening there right okay so they ignored you because <gasps> you're a bad person 
that's why they ignored you and that's what that feeling is so I have that feeling again oh it's because I'm bad oh god that feels really horrible oh, I definitely can't talk to somebody if I'm that bad they won't want to talk to me mm. what, what did I do last time oh, oh, I'll go and eat something then mm. yeah because if I'm bad I might as well be fat and bad because nobody wants me anyway, so I will just carry on. Yeah, because people uh, absolutely, and because um, people don't. Why don't people like people? Because they don't like people because they're fat. Oh, that's all right. Can too then. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that then. Because then, then I don't have to be with people. Won't want to be with me, and that's all right. Because then they, and then I won't get rejected again, and then I don't have to have that horrible feeling again. So now I've found my own protective so mechanism. I've found my own protective mechanism. But the fact is I desperately do want to be friends with you and I want to be with people because that's our, that's that's our, our, our makeup, yeah. makeup to do that. So how do I make it okay to with this feeling? Oh, So yeah, different people put things different together yeah. in a different way. You can, yeah, exactly, because if that one, that wasn't dealt with or the, the where should where can I go to ask for help? Would people understand me? Would I look silly? If my mother won't, can't answer, won't answer my question then because I'm so bad, to, yeah. so who is? Yeah, if my mother won't even do that, I must be that bad, so I can't go and ask anybody mm. else. Completely, because if you, or, or if, your, if your father is saying to you, don't be so stupid, ah, you can't take this to heart. You heard all those lines. They're very raw in my head. It was so stupid. Mm. Oh, this just happens. Oh, no. Are you sure this happened? I don't think so. I think it's your figment of, figment of your imagination. Okay. What do you do then is then you think, well, I asked for help because it didn't feel right. And my immediate thought was my parents. Mm. I can't go to them anymore because they think I'm stupid. I must be. Sh- oh, yeah. My p- because when you're young and that age, you think your parents are 100% right. And you think that for a very long time. And even if you know they're not right, you keep forgiving because you think they're your parents. And that could be quite in a self-destructive. Absolutely. Because you've also got what's called the collective unconscious, whereby society tells you that's where you go. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So if so you, you can question that they are right. Whatever absolutely. they say is right. Whatever because they do is right. Yeah, because that's what society says. And that's what as a group we do we respect our parents and try and come against that it is it's not for everyone is it to come against what your parents have taught you or made you believe and you coming away thinking differently standing on your own feet sticking out out the crowd of Mm. normality it's not going to go down well but you know deep down something isn't right but you think that's you because you're being stupid it's not everybody else's fine it's just you you've got to stop this feeling do something with it. Let's just have another glass of wine and forget about it. When twenty five years later, this now this anxiety has developed a full on depression, probably would you say chronic yeah, anxiety would lead to depression, yeah. and you are on tablets yeah. because no at no stage have you dealt with this. You just don't, haven't had the opportunity to do so. And also, if we rub something else into the mix in that as well, if you are so tiny that you don't have. So you weren't able to ask the question, so it's not as if the question went unanswered when you asked it, but you weren't in a place to know, your, your body asked the question, mm. but you weren't able to vocalise it. 
Um, so that's that goes really inside. So then it's almost not almost impossible, but it's very difficult then to to understand what you need mm. because you don't have the language to interpret the feeling yeah. at that moment in time yeah. as well. So like you say, there's you know there's a oh this this you know as you say well this is my parent so this parent my parent mm. is right so what they love do them is right. they, they must love be them. right yeah yeah, yeah. they they're, they're you, you idolize them don't you yeah you know that's why we have those big big eyes when we're babies yeah. so that our parents fall in love with us so if they don't oh my there's not that's it there's nothing something wrong with me my i can't be attractive enough if they've not fallen in love mm. with me yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, really, and that's that's that's, that's our initial, that's our primitive understanding. If, so if that doesn't happen, and it's almost like I, you're the one who's making me safe, but at the same time, you're the one who's making me very unsafe, because if you won't listen to me when I'm telling you about my abuse, or if I'm telling you about something really serious, if you're saying that I'm being stupid, then suddenly their place feels very unsafe. But then I, I don't know where else to go. No, exactly. So you've got, you literally are stuck as a child if you're not heard. And that's when the when you become an adult that you find yourself, oh my God, when you're by yourself, you're like, what kind of skills are, I, I actually don't know how to, you know, what I was describing to you about Rachel Hollis, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to have anything. I don't even know how to say no. Yeah. I don't even know how to respect myself. I don't even know how to love myself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to feed myself even. I, I'm just going to eat anything now because why shouldn't I? Yeah. You know, that all comes from not learning to and that's a stage by stage teaching but then if your parents might not have had that either that's their blueprint they're bringing exactly yeah absolutely um and if but if people if we're not picking that up you know if if you think about medi- um physical health if if something was running through a family physically yeah like diabetes yes. or uh, blood pressures or high cholesterols that gets picked up it would get picked up yeah. but disorganized attachment running through a family is not it's being not going to get picked up, up. Poor mental health are no one talks about it. No, it has to get to that point where it's screaming. Yeah. Where it is treated as when you go and get your blood pressure done. When yeah. it is treated the same as your physical body. Mm. Yeah. I mean we're sort of doing that I suppose with depression in that it's you know, we give statins to people. Oh really? You know, just as in, you know, you just oh, yeah, we get reach a certain age or we'll just give you a statin. Yeah, yeah. It feels like so a little yeah, bit like that. Like, like, yeah, you you're know? like, Oh, how long have you been on for years? Why? Why have you not t- done anything about taking yourself off? That's how it is. Everybody, all yeah. old people take it. Yeah, so if it's again, it blows my mind. Why <laughs> are you taking this stuff? <laughs> well, what about a bit of exercise and a bit of healthy eating? Well, then try that. I mean, you might come off of that. Nah, I'll never come off of it. Mm. I'll die relieved. So you've decided that already for yourself. Yeah, that's that's to mean giving up, isn't it? That means it's an easier method, the alternative, the easier way. But again, you know, it's that authority sometimes, isn't it? You know, this is what I've been told is good for me. I don't know my body. So if I, I come out of my parents' house and I fall into someone else who's going to tell me what to do, that could be a teacher, then that could be a doctor, that could be... And so then for me, I'm never going to decide who I really am, what my needs are, who gets to say what you want. Mm. So you do, you then start believing in doctors very much, 100%, don't you? You're so like, they are the be-all and end-all. If they think I should have antidepressants, then I need to take these. Mm. But you haven't done any research yourself because you possibly could have had some therapy and not gone on those. But you don't know what they can do to you. You don't know what the effects are going to be. 
You've taken them. But the first, because possibly the first thing you would have to do is to admit there's something happening. Mm. Okay, so if, you know, it's that, oh, it's, I'm not feeling, oh, I'll go to the doctor and he'll, oh, he's going to, if I, yeah, so I could have done research, but actually that might have, I then might have had to type into Google depression. If that, oh God, that's too scary. And maybe that's a bit too scary to sort of, because, oh, if I say that, what does, oh God, you know, I'll give myself a label as a depressive. And we all know what society says about depression. Do I really want to admit that? No one's going to like me if I'm No one's going to like me now. Oh God, they're really not going to like me now. Yeah. Because I've got this label. There's nothing you can do with depression, is there? And you do get told this, you know, by, you know, some of the clients will even say, they will not say it straight out. They'll say very quietly, I've got this. Or they will not, might not even say it. And that's sometimes a conversation comes out much later when that like, share and trust has been mm. built. Because it's, this seems a taboo, isn't it? when actually it's like having any physical ailment Absolutely. you're not you're not unhappy telling people you've got low blood high blood pressure are you no. so then why you're not why can't you say that <laughs> it's like you know priests are quite famous for having discussions about their bowels exactly you know, but we're not <laughs> i mean i heard the most bizarre thing the other day about that like you mentioned that when you get to age 55 apparently you have to have a, a pew scan mm. a bowel scan a, a, a colonical irrigation and a couple of the people were discussing, and I was like, oh my God, and they were, they were like, oh my God, and I was thinking, this is just, what if somebody did this to your mind? <laughs> what if you had a colonic irrigation of your brain? <laughs> what would happen there? <laughs> but we will all see this result come out where oh, this person is this and this. Yeah. Um, but because it's physical, it's, you can laugh about it, you can chat about it, you know, when, mm. when it's mental, uh, it's just not accepted because the word mental itself is like mental. You, 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 the word is mental just means mind, doesn't it? Yes. Or studies of mind or whatever it means. It doesn't mean anything wrong. But the minute people use mental, it thinks they are goo goo, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I remember doing, uh, I did a mental first aid thing with mind. And the first thing she did was to say, right, write down, we'll just write up on the board all the words, all the words we associate with poor mental health and like you say it's, you know and all these things like you say mental hysterical all, all these things you know and it's crazy crazy odd weird mad all these words you know and it's so so a lot of the vocabulary we've used to describe mental health have all these sort of massive you know labels you know they're very taboos weighted yeah. taboos all these sort of things associated with them and it's like why would people want to step out and mm. go I think I'm this and that's why the society is so undercover still. I think mm. it's just unbelievable for what's actually happening and no one can actually... You're giving people pills to lose weight when actually, why have to put the weight on in the first place? Why are we not treating that? You know, okay, because they're about to die because the organs are so um, suppressed with the mm. weight. You give them that to fix them. We haven't fixed the issue. No. The mind is still in the same place because that tablet is not doing anything to their brain. In fact, they might have a reverse effect because I don't know what it, what's in these tablets. Mm. But it's not it's not looking at the the root cause of the problem. Because the tablet That's is what's get, going missing. the tablet is confirming that you're fat and horrible. Yeah. So you with shame you take your prescription. You won't even tell anyone you're taking it, and you quietly show the results. Like look, I'm losing weight quietly, you know. But you're gonna put it back on because your mind, whatever happened that you had to eat in that way hasn't been fixed, yeah. hasn't been talked about. Not even talk about fixed, no one's talking to you about that. That's being ignored. Since you were a child and now you become an adult, even the doctors, everyone's ignoring that. 
because you're just we're just going to give you a diet we're going to yeah. give you a tablet we're going to put you on this machine because nobody's asking why yeah yeah absolutely well again it goes back to those questions isn't it so what, why do you think that nobody's asking why why would they not say that you know what happened you know what happened for you to get to like this hundred and something pounds what happened because people might tell you the answer and then as a doctor wouldn't cope with that answer as a person so doctors are people, aren't they? Yeah. You know, and if you're not trained, um, so you you are happy to to talk with people. You're you're resilient enough to talk with people about their mental health. How many people do you know would be able to have a conversation with somebody about their mental health? Yeah, not many. People are scared to talk about it because even when I bring it up, they are quite shocked that she's so comfortable in talking about this mm. which makes me think oh this to me is quite normal um and i want you to feel comfortable talking about this because it is part of us anxiety we all have it a certain amount we just need to know how to manage it don't Absolutely. we it's it's vital for us to have anxiety yeah. and that's in here isn't it um so it's in here or whether it's actually that's in my uh, polyvagal stuff I think I can't remember I don't think it's in this stuff the, the, the green and the amber and the red this one is that what you think yeah, of? yeah that yeah. was it but yeah the way our brain is created and this is the stuff I'll be doing with the polyvagal is it's in there yeah. yeah, it's part of our brain. It literally is part of our brain to to. It's the um. Yeah, the hippocampus. And the amygdala together. So yeah, it's the amygdala. So that's that's where anxiety comes from. Amygdala. Yeah. And that that happens when you are, when you have. So there's something happening. There's so it's that we're picking up that something's not right in our environment. Um, the, the thalamus is picking up it's picking up information all the time um, and it'll either go as you say it says here it'll either go the low road or the fast road the low road is right something's happening we need to do something so if, if, if in an accident we go onto automatic pilot that we do things we need to do mm. and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll think right so what did I do? do do I need to do this but there's something about us that we need to so somebody's in front of you they cut themselves and the blood's spurting out we put a hand on it mm -hmm. okay we've done that that's and then we go right get the ambulance get something sorted that so your low the low load has gone we need to stop the blood mm -hmm. i've stopped the blood now i need to do something else about it but if we get caught in the low road all the time and we don't get chance for this bit to kick in so lo low road the low, low road so the the low road is yeah. this part of the brain yeah this is the high road okay so okay. if you, you said if you get caught into the low road if the low you road never touch the high part well if, if the if the low road is constantly going off so if you're getting lots and lots of information coming in here yeah with the anxiety it's sort of right i'm having to make sure everything is okay so i'm having to look at this 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 keep all this um and our threshold is low yeah then this alarm's going to be going off all the time. So it's like, oh, that one's gone. Oh my God, there's another one gone. Oh my God, oh my. You're not having chance to bring this online and go, we need to call the ambulance. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. okay. So you're constantly patching up. Yeah, you're firefighting. Firefighting. You're literally firefighting all the time because it's like, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. You're not giving yourself that break to be able to go, what's actually happening here? Mm. Oh, actually, do you know, if I just turn this switch off here... I can stop half of them. I can stop half the yeah. fires. Yeah, but you're not. You haven't got the opportunity. You haven't got the capacity to do that. And because you're not going, and that's because your threshold. That's because your threshold is very low. Um, so if you know, if you think of normal, then people would be. You wouldn't be having what would happen here is the amount of the data that would be coming in would be filtered a lot better. Right. Okay. So a lot of the fil- stuff that's coming through here is stuff that maybe could be. You know, it's that. Do I need to know that? No, I don't need to know that. Okay, yeah. so I'm, I'm sort of having a conversation with you and there's something happening over here, but actually I don't need to be aware of that mm-hmm. because they're okay. They can deal with whatever's happening over there and they're probably just having a conversation. But if I'm a people pleaser, I'm a chronic people pleaser, then I need to know what's happening. I need to know everything. I need to know everything because what if, what if they stand up and start shouting? How am I going to discern? And I've got a young baby with me. And da, 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 da. So there's, you know, there's, but this is all happening unconsciously. You're not thinking about it a lot of the time. But that's where the catastrophic thinking comes in as well. Because I don't have a filter here to go, oh, that's not, that's not a catastrophe. That's just normal life. Everything is a catastrophe. Oh, really? Okay. Because if I've not been told what's a catastrophe and what's not a catastrophe, well, surely I have to treat everything as a catastrophe because mm. the worst there's, no there's no, there's no, there's there's no yeah, differentiation. No. Everything is on major alert. So there's no filter here. So you're just getting so much coming through here that you're not getting a chance to go, whoa, let's just get myself back online here. Um, and what's happening is there's loops going around going, oh my God, we ne- gosh, that happened. Yeah, we, ne- we definitely need to be on alert. We definitely need to be on alert. We definitely, and it's just going around. It's like, oh. So it's like the alarm's going off constantly. So you're in the red. You're always in the red. You're in amber or red all the time. Flicking between the two. Yeah. And that's why when people come into the green, they find it really strange. Yeah, the feeling, because they don't know what to do with yes, it. Like, even that is a skill in itself to learn how to exactly. relax. Exactly. I've gone through that, actually. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Like, thinking, oh, this doesn't feel right. I need to find something to be anxious about or be upset about or be in something. So earlier on, you just said to me, you're talking about how you previously weren't able to be by yourself mm. but now you're feeling you're quite okay mm. to be by yourself so i felt like going from a, going through a stage really and now i'm like actually i'm quite I'm, i like this I, i'm okay oh, mm. i don't feel that my heart's you know sinking that feeling of emptiness i don't have that no. oh something's definitely happened yeah. i'm actually i'm even actually thinking this is nice I like it like this for you know not maybe for too long but mm. I am happy to be like this for a couple of hours it means I can just chill out do my thing you know yeah, yeah. oh gosh it previously means... it was scary to be in the house put the tv on loud I need a noise I need something in the house so if I just put the tv in that means I'm drowning some of my own silence yeah because I don't like the silence because it makes me think about myself and do you like yourself not then but now? Yes. And now I'm comfortable with myself. Mm. I want to be with myself. I'm okay to be with myself. I recognise myself as a valuable being. Yeah, or uh, what I used to also do is think, if I go and get a bottle of wine, then that feeling of uh, emptiness will be taken over, and then I will stop thinking like that. So I mm. was looking for patches. I was looking for cover-ups. I was looking for distractions. Yeah. I wasn't facing, what. why am I feeling like this? 
Why am I feeling like that? I wasn't questioning myself or sitting with those feelings. So, but you were. Okay, unconsciously yeah. you were asking those questions. Yeah. And like you say, there were no answers coming back. No. So as your parent wasn't able to answer your questions, you aren't then able to I'm answer fine. your questions. Yeah. And because that's what you've been shown. Yeah. How you, you're, you're happy to answer your own questions. And that's this, you know, this has taken like two, three years of working my oh own God, self to, uh, you know, asking the questions and speaking to you to understand what is, why is this happening to me? Why don't I, why do I feel, my first question to you, Amber. If you'd like to get to know more about myself, you can follow me on YouTube, Instagram and Facebook under the name of Little Coach Farah and you can find Sue, our therapist, on www.counsellingforchanges.co.uk Oh, hi Sue, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, so good. today I want to talk about what actually happens uh, after we've lost someone, someone very dear to us, and the weeks following that loss, um, how is our mind operating? A um, few of my clients have actually lost their loved one recently and they seem to be floating is the word they've used. Um, the time factor is not quite there. Um, the only things they can manage to do well is what they know very well, yeah. like dropping their kids to school mm-hmm. or going to work. Apart from that, they are making small kind of silly mistakes. They're laughing about putting the keys in the fridge, for example, you're mm-hmm. not finding things. They feel like they're not, they're here, but they're not here. Yeah. What is going on with them? And how long does this last? Um, the last question is, is quite difficult to answer because everybody agrees in a different way. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's that period. But if you think about it, um, what they're experiencing is shock. That, you know... And it doesn't. I suppose it doesn't really matter if we if we know you know maybe somebody's very ill, but until we actually lose that person, then that's when I think when it really hits us that then we suddenly realise they're not going to be there anymore. Mm. Um, but even though um, some of them might have known this is coming, the actual when it actually happens, do you think you've kind of fallen in the same category as the shock absolutely. or not, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And again, you you know, it's that finality. It's when when we know somebody's ill, and we're coming to they're coming to the end of their life, or you know, there's 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 still that person there. They're still they're still breathing. They're still yeah still you know, around. They're still around. Yeah. Um. So when when that when they pass, that's that finality. That's that you know. Right. I, I can't. I, yeah, absolutely. I can't. They they just physically haven't. I there's nothing I can do. I can't think. Oh, you know. I know they're going to be ill or whatever it's actually happened it's the shock so it's like anything you know if you think about you're driving down the road and you have a car accident it's not you in the back of your mind you know well driving is can be quite dangerous but we don't think about oh gosh what's going to happen if when I have a crash mm. we don't do it until it actually, actually happens. happens okay but there is no planning of how you're going to feel no. when we can plan everything else in life but yeah. You just don't know how you're going to feel. No, and, and absolutely, and everybody's relationship's going to be different. So, you know, how you respond to uh, a friend dying or um, 
you know, somebody maybe is not quite so close, but when it's one of your parents maybe, or your, your, your spouse, then, you know, that's, that's a very massive impact that's going to have on you mm. and your loss. Uh, so, yeah, so you will go into shock, okay. basically, to start off with. And when you're in shock, then, yeah, you're, obviously your, your rational brains come offline. Um, so you're, you're dealing with your emotional brain. And that doesn't, it, it, it's going to be, very little is going to be in the here and now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so like you say, it'll just be that basic function. just feel functions. like they're there, but not there. No. And part of what is that happening is that's your brain protecting you from that moment. Because maybe the thought of that person having gone and the implications of what that means and the fact they're not going to be there anymore... Um, especially if it was a very loving relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and that and that's been lost. Um, that's very overwhelming for us to sort of try and sort out, mm. especially in those initial phases. Um, and it might be that, um, so say it's a parent, um, you're having to help your the parent that's left maybe with things like funeral arrangements mm. and, and things like that. So to have those emotions of loss of just maybe wouldn't be inappropriate in the fact that you won't be able to help that parent Mm -hmm. with those those sort of things that need to be done society needs them done we need to have funerals we need to organize this we need to organize Mm -hmm. that so it's that right well I need to maybe I'm just going to put what I feel on hold for the moment but as we know it's on hold but it doesn't mean it's not being felt Mm -hmm. So it might come out in other ways. So um, if, if we go offline, then things like we, we, we maybe lose hearing. Mm. Okay, so there is that. Yeah, I, I'm, you're talking to me, but I, I'm, I'm not taking, any, I'm not of taking yeah. any of it in because I'm not registering what you're saying. Um, we go in, if, if we're dealing with that primitive part of the brain, it only listens out for alarm calls. So that's going to be very low or very high. And so you know, the normal human range is probably not going to hear. Again, you know, we'll, really be, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll yeah. be reacting to, so somebody's talking to us and we're going, actually, I, I, I can't deal with what I've got at the moment. I, I can't deal with any more. So your mind your is mind just, is, it's offline. Like Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there really there, doesn't it? yeah, yeah. And it's a protection. It's, mm. it's purely gone into protection mode. As in, you know, this is what I can deal with at this moment in time. Um, in terms of um, just thinking about one particular person who had lost a young uh, a niece, and when the only time I felt that they got the attention or the, they wanted to talk more, and almost had a, almost like a little light lit up in their eyes when the the and the same experience was shared. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So is that there's something about being in a same environment? As much as looking from outside, you think, why would you want to be in in more sad environment when you're already sad? You want to do other things to there's some kind of comfort. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it comes back to that phrase we keep using. It's it's normalizing. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm not the only one. This is happening to absolutely. You know, when we've spoken about lots of other subjects, you know, menopause. Um, also, it's that oh postnatal postnatal yeah, depression. It's, it, it's that anxiety. oh okay right. So this is what I'm feeling. Um, you know this is why it's so good to to get together 
and the trouble is again you know to death oh we mustn't talk about death because it will make that person sad well how true is that actually it may be what they want to do is they want to sort of say yeah you know I am of course I'm sad because mm. this person meant a lot to me why would I not be sad mm. um, but the people around me aren't coping with it and and I'm trying to cope with my grief, but I'm also trying to look after other people around me. And I can't do that. You know, and so that's giving me feelings of even more sadness mm. because I, and so maybe sharing that with somebody mm. could be that, oh yeah, well I'm feeling the same. And so, gosh, actually, well maybe I don't need to care about them. As in, I, I, you know, let, let's, let's, yeah. let me at this moment, I need to look after me and that's going to be okay. Um, but if you think it's only you that's doing it, then it's, oh, well, it's only me, I'm, I can't react to death very well then, can I? Mm. But no, if, if other people are going, yeah, no, I feel the same. And do you know what I did the other day? I, I put the keys in the fridge, I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, what, what, what's going on there? Oh yeah, do you know what, I, I, yeah, I did it, something very similar. And again, it's that, it's okay. Mm. This is a normal reaction to situations that we're going through. Um, and because yeah. a rational brain is like because a rational brain has gone offline, and yes, yeah, so it's it's gone. Do you know what? I have X amount of capacity at this moment in time. You're asking me to think about other things. Oh, I just can't. No, I just not I, just, really I, I just not can't do that. Um, but sometimes it's hard to have those conversations with people around you. You know, it, family members. Into, so to have, be able to maybe talk to people who are going through the same thing but haven't got uh, that emotional connection to you yeah. is really helpful, I think. Um, so what, what, what are there groups that you can go and chat to? or you? There are. I mean, there's... I'm just trying to think. There are... Bereavement. Um, bereavement Cruise. There's a company called Cruise um, who is just about bereavement and how they offer counselling and things like that. But they they will not counsel you within the first few months of you losing somebody okay. because they know that there's so much turmoil yeah. going on that actually, a you're not going to hear the counsellor, yeah. and b it's it's just not really that place because you're not in a place to to want to to do anything. Um, so there's something about this gap period, isn't absolutely, there? Absolutely, absolutely. But you are literally each day is a different day. Yeah. How are you going to feel? Yeah, and and I think it's just recognizing you're in shock. You know, you've lost somebody, mm. so your world has completely changed, maybe. Um, and there are going to be little things that it's like, you know, so maybe you used to make a phone call every Sunday evening. Mm. Um, that's not going to be happening. Or some, you know, you're, you're also going to be, oh gosh, how am I going to cope when anniversaries come up? So all, all those other things are going mm. to be filling your mind as well that you, you know, you hadn't thought of, you haven't had to think of before. Yeah, and um, like all the Mother's Day and Father's Day and so many things are out now to remind you of that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just remember, there's something called the Kubler-Ross uh, grief curve. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have a look at that, that shows you that uh, the different stages, so there's five, you know, there's five, six different stages of, of grief. Mm -hmm. um, and that sometimes is helpful to know because... Knowing through that, you know, yeah. go through these different phases, and again, it's something to know that actually it's a it's a known thing. Mm -hmm. You know that actually it's quite common. Yeah, there is a path from when you lose someone from the shock. Yes. To an end point almost. Yeah. And absolutely. this is what happens in the middle. Yeah. And I think you're right. This is 
knowing that, so you don't have necessarily a plan of how you're going to feel, but knowing what majority of people have gone through yeah. before us, um, painted the path, just gives you an indication of where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you may where do you need help, or do you need to do something further now? Or absolutely, and I think that's the uh, you that's just, key, just mentioned a key yeah. point there is is you know is where it's okay to find help. Yeah, totally. You know, it's not something that you need to deal with by yourself. Um, if you have people around you you can go and talk to, great. Otherwise, maybe it is that sort of um, having a look and seeing if there are groups, that, you know, something like crews mm. um, that you you know can contact them and say, you know, are there are there are there groups I could join? Maybe they would know big company. They may not be something they do, but they may know they'll have that network, mm-hmm. and they'll be saying, right, well, actually, yeah, you know, this is maybe what you need to do. Look after yourself, and you know. And, and it's that talking to people that know what you're going through, I mm-hmm. think, is really important because you may not know what you're going through. Yes. Which sounds a very odd thing to yeah. say, but it's it's that, you know, I'm existing, might not, yeah. I might not know this, because this, it is, you know, it's the first time we lose a parent. Obviously, that's the first time we've done that. Mm. So we, we don't, don't know, like we don't know a baby the first time. Is. We just don't know what's going to happen, even though we've read the book. With that comes some guidance. With this comes some kind of analysis that's been done, but not books have been written about how you're going to feel afterwards. or no. And who picks them up? And who starts reading them? Exactly. They're not even going to read them after, are they, really? No. And, and, but it, you know, and again, it's that, yes, you can read books, we can have a look, but remember that everybody's Born's experience different. is different. Yeah. Because everybody's relationship with that person mm. is different. And also remembering that a child's experience of losing a parent is going to be very different from the spouse's losing that parent as well because the relationship obviously is very different so you may find that they grieve in a different way Mm. different siblings have different connections so they may be grieving in a different way so that one person's got so many connections in terms of their relations with other people but they're all unique yeah um again it's it's not measuring yourself against what other people are going through Mm. it's your experience exactly and however you need to grieve it's all normal. Absolutely. And, and the, the, if you can understand or be compassionate about yourself with your grieving process, um, you're going to come out of it better. Mm. Yeah, but it's that if we keep it inside, if we deny it, all those kind of things that happen, um, that's when we don't process mm-hmm. the trauma, for want of a mm-hmm. better word. Um, and, and that's, yeah, so that we keep that inside and it's like oh gosh no I'm, I'm not I can't deal with death and and then that becomes a bigger problem mm. um, but if it's that I'm grieving why would I not be going through this process I'm you know and actually do you know what maybe for a moment in my life things are going to be slightly different because I need to process this and it's going to take me a while to do it and I'm going to do it bit by bit and you know I may it may take weeks, it may take months, it may take years. Mm. And what do you think about the resentment side of things? Actually, me and my sister were talking yesterday. We were just saying there were some things that happened. If they, those things have happened, but if the my niece, for example, was still alive, we wouldn't talk about those because there's no effect. Because it's fine. It would have happened. It happened to her. But because she's not here, those things manifest in a much bigger way. And it's like, 
it would have made a massive difference if she's ar- she was around, but it but it doesn't anymore because she's not around. Mm. Does it make sense? Am I really confusing you? What is the what is the first stage of like the um, do you lose someone and you're shocked mm. even if it's planned or you're going to that? What about this this anger that comes out, doesn't it? You're angry with the world and you wanna you're like, Why am I even here? And why why I don't Absolutely. care about anything or yeah. that those kind of things set in. Yeah. But the only things that hone you down is probably your own family or if you're a parent and you think, Well, I've got to be around for my kids or, you know, those kind of or you have relationships or Yeah. But again it's that so yeah, the first stage is denial. Denial. You know, we go yeah. through that sort of Oh, we know it's happened, and then it's no, no, it hasn't happened because it's too painful to think about. So no, it hasn't happened. Retract, you, is your mind blocking your your mind's blocking that actually, you know, this this yeah, it's, it's okay. It'll be fine. Um, I I don't have to grieve. It's all right. I'll be fine. I'll I'll sort myself out. Um, and then you, you, as you say, you, there's the anger. There's the anger that they've left. Um, you're because ang- you're angry with them sometimes because they have left you. Um, yes, you stop being. Yeah, so well, you've left me by myself. Well, you know, that's that's yeah. not that's not okay. Especially if that's a partner thing. Yeah. Absolutely, if it's a partner thing. We're going to do all things together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and or a parent, if it, if you know if that's yeah. the parent you would go to if you've got problems or you know that you need something. Suddenly your support is gone. Yeah, absolutely. So what am I meant to do now? And you yeah. get very cross, and then where there's that guilt because we're feeling cross with them. Yeah. Because you know, they're dead now. Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. They can't. They, it wasn't. They didn't want to go. Yeah. It wasn't. Or it's you know that's. So why am I feeling like this? I'm stupid. Yeah, and again, it's all those mixture of feelings yeah. that, that kick in wow. there. Many emotions going on there. Yeah, but it's the important is is if we can be open with them. Mm. Yeah, it's actually that's how I'm feeling. And go, yeah, well, actually, that's quite logical. Why would I? Yeah. Yeah, of course I'm angry that they've gone because I love them very much and yeah. they're not here anymore and and yeah. And it's gonna take a take a while. It's gonna you take know, a the while. process, but this is how I'm feeling now. Yeah. Saying that's giving you permission to be yourself and also letting people around you know this is this is how I feel this yeah. is it this is how my real feelings is you know I you know whatever you want to tell me I should do this to make change I should do that to go and change that's the feeling that stuck to me yeah. so I know how this is you know and it's because if the you know all changes yes this is this transition isn't it that's the journey isn't it yeah it's the so journey and and part of so when we're transitioning through life the anger can also come from a sense of fear. Okay. Okay, so my, the fear is my life is going to change. Mm-hmm. Okay. And change is not nice. And change isn't nice. And with, so with, with some transitions, we can go, oh, I don't like this change, and so we'll go back to what we were doing. When it's a death, we can't do that. Yeah. There is no option to go back to the way it was. Mm. So you're forced into a change. So you're, you're forced absolutely. into a change. So that you, and that because it's not your decision, and it wasn't you who made that decision. You find it very hard to. It can do. Some accept. people can. Yeah. Some people yeah. can find it very hard. Um, and again, this is where the, the other another one of the stages is is the depression. Yeah, I see that depression, low yeah. mood. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, again, that comes with it, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you're 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 grieving the loss of something you're never going to get back again. Mm. Um, and again, we, we you know it, it. It's a natural process. Why why would we not feel so very sad that we're not that person has gone? Mm. They're, they're a large part of our lives. Um, but again, that's where we can get stuck. We can get stuck in that depression. Um, 
and because if people, you know, if if we're if we haven't got people around us who can be empathetic about that, mm-hmm. rather than going, oh, just it'll be fine, just kick yourself out, you know, because it's like, well, no, you're understanding that this person meant a lot in my life, mm. and it's like, well, of course you'll be sad, yeah, you know, that's that's part, you know, tell me about your sadness, how are you feeling your sadness, where are you feeling your sadness, because that gets that out, that acknowledges it, validates it. Um, and then it is that step to take those further forwards because it's that recognising that, yeah, I, I lost that person. That's made that I've had a massive change in my life. Mm. So how, you know, how, how, am I, forward now? how yeah. can I move forward? But if, we, if we're stuck in that bubble, bubble, we don't see that we can a- we're able to go forwards. And there's a high possibility we'll be stuck in that bubble for a bit. Again, again, and different people different, will take different, different people, times. Yes. But then, say something else happens bad, because you're already down, mm. your ability to cope with that is very, very little. Absolutely. You just literally can't take any more. No, absolutely, yeah. And it could be something very very slight yeah. that maybe you, you could deal with normally, absolutely no problem. Sensitised almost. So somebody says something to your work, you like you take it, I would have taken this easily, but yeah. right now, I think this is like horrible what you said. Yeah. Absolutely. And so again, it, it's having that awareness that mm. yes, I am going to be super sensitive around this time because I'm feeling very vulnerable mm. because my life is changing. So there's there's that vulnerability. Um, so yeah. So if you know if you poke me, it's going to be sore. Mm. Um, so again, it's, it's that right? Okay, so I might have reactions, and you know what? I may overreact to something. But what I can do is, if I'm aware that that's it is, I can go to that person and go. I apologise if I shouted at you. Um, actually, at the moment, I'm going through a very difficult time and I'm finding it quite hard to cope. Mm. Um, and so maybe the add-on to that is, so what do you need? Do you need, actually, that... Whatever it is that person was asking you to do, that maybe you could just go, do you know what, I'm not able to do that at this moment in time. So would it be possible to ask somebody else to do that mm. for me? Because then we don't have that sort of feeling of guilt afterwards mm-hmm. as well or that oh, I'm not able to do my job well no you're not able to do, maybe it's that reality mm-hmm. maybe yeah. I'm not able to do this at this moment in time because I need to process what I'm going through I will be able to but at this moment I can't mm. so let me take that pressure off myself and say could you you know I, don't, I need Permission to permission self-care. Permission to, to get, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It comes back to that, doesn't it? You, you know? just, you need to, if you were always being true to yourself, you would let people know. And nine mm. out of ten is because people just don't know what you're going through. So people will just keep giving you work to do or putting things on you that you actually can't take. You know, if you are really low mood and depressed mm. and then someone else comes along and they put their thing on you, you're like, oh, she can't take this. But you're not able to tell them because you don't want to upset them. But you're okay to upset yourself. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, and the story is, you know, it's that sort of, that cycle, isn't it? The story is, um, I'm not worth it because they're not listening to me. Mm. Um, and and I'm not going to be their friend now. I'm not going to be their, exactly. Well, so I've been a loyal friend before, but right now, you can't, maybe you can't be because you need, you, you need time for yourself. Yeah. And that's okay to, to, to accept that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's that, it's again, it's because we don't talk about death, we don't talk about those emotions. Mm. Um, but, you know, we have people go, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. What does that mean? You know, and, and it's that almost like, oh, I've done my duty. I've 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 said, said, that, so I've words, said those yeah. words. 
don't have to say anything else. You know, but how how helpful would it would be to sort of well, yeah, what what is do you like to talk? Would you like to talk about them? Because maybe they want to talk about the good times. Yeah. And maybe they will cry. Mm. But that's okay. Oh, no, it's completely okay to cry. Of course it? it is. You know, if, if if you lose somebody and they mean a lot, why would you not cry that they're not there? And you may find that you are, you know, maybe you're driving, you're taking the kids to school or something, and suddenly you'll burst into tears. Yeah. You know, and it because maybe you've been trying to keep that emotion under control for mm. so long, and when you're doing something like driving, mm-hmm. where you're on automatic pilot... That gives that brain that slight ah, little, break. little break to go, oh, oh, okay, I just need a bit of emotion. I need to release this. And it, and you'll start crying. Mm. That's definitely happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's, that's okay. You know, obviously, if it gets too much, pull over. And, yeah. You know, but if, if, it, if for some reason it feels like, well, where did that come from? Mm. It's because... Your body's going. Actually, maybe we need to let a little bit, bit, bit of this out at the moment. Yeah, some things get burst into scene. You feel mm. you need to release it. Yeah, yeah, and it, and I maybe what I would say is, it doesn't matter if your crying makes other people feel uncomfortable. Mm. Okay, you're not responsible for that. For their feelings. You're not yeah. responsible for their feelings. There's a big thing, isn't there? When someone starts crying, everyone starts to kind of freak out a little bit around you yeah. and you're like, oh my god oh no sorry did I say something wrong start thinking of them or yeah actually if you know okay, do you know it's that, that, actually good it's, to it's, cry it's I, I, I encourage it normally you know yeah. when I'm sort of seeing to my clients and if they're mm. broken down I, I say it's okay because maybe this is the first time you've had the opportunity to, to cry yeah. in a sort of safe environment mm. where you're not going to be judged perhaps you know yeah so maybe it's just going do you know what I just need to cry you okay yeah I just need to cry I just need this moment I need to cry it's like um, that uh, you can't help it when it's coming if they're the tears they're so you know and if you try and stop them mm. you start feeling really uh, um, unwell you start to get the headache and you're not you know no, like your breathing can be affected yeah. it, the only way is to get it out really yeah you know we go back to anxiety mm. and, and so by by not crying and forcing yourself not to cry you're increasing your anxiety and you're going into that freeze mode mm. which is alarming your brain even more so if you if you let the tears out and you're you're you know you're unfreezing um, you're letting that come out and so that in its when its way will help you engage with people so it'll help you go through the process and be able to be in contact with people because you might find it's like you just cannot bear people around you at that moment mm. in time you know, it's that again. It's that no. This I, I'm too overwhelmed with my own feelings. I cannot take on anybody else's. Surely that's right as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all right. Just go. I'm really sorry. I'm not. This isn't. I just at this moment I can't deal with other people here. I may. You know, just give me five minutes. I might be alright after that. But at the moment, I just need time by myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Self care. Self soothing. Self love yeah it's it's showing yourself you have resilience mm. you know, and it, that's so important it's that yeah all everything i feel is is valuable for me yeah and if other people 
can't deal with it, that's their fault. But also maybe I need to tell people what's happening for me. Yeah. So they can if they want to, they may be able to help me. Yeah. But if I, if they don't know what's happening for me, they'll make their own assumptions. Yeah. Like if you don't tell them why you're crying and you do keep doing over and over, the other person next to you will start feeling like, What can I do? What you know, what's going on? Yeah. But then start assu- assuming, don't they? Because you're not saying. Mm. The curve then that goes up, it's an experiment. Yeah, so that's, um, you can remember the Tonkin's model where rather than trying to make your grief smaller, Mm -hmm. your world gets bigger. Mm -hmm. So the experiment is is part of that. So it's that sort of, oh, okay, so it might be maybe a partner who always did the finances. Mm -hmm. Um, So it could be, right, well, actually, maybe I need to go to the bank and, and try that out. And okay. So you mean your world got bigger because you now need to talk to more people more to and people, make more connections? More do things right. differently or okay. um, actually, yeah, do you know what, maybe I'll, I'll go to a group and I'll, I'll, so it's that, but you know, so some things will feel okay and some things won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may find you try, some days you'll go, yes, I'm able to do this, absolutely, that's brilliant, and other days you can't. Mm-hmm. But again, be, it, the curve, although the curve goes sort of in one direction, you may find yourself going backwards and forwards. Okay. Okay, so some days will be good days and some days won't be quite so good days. But what you'll probably notice is that the good days will will become more. Mm. But, you know, again, give yourself a break when it comes to anniversaries, things like that. Yeah, Don't may... decide to go for an interview on that day, you know, no. for example, or um, arrange the biggest meeting or you know, just yeah. maybe even take a day off. Maybe even decide to do whatever you like, you know, watch a movie or something. Absolutely. Or... Yeah, just... just be aware that actually around that time, um, my personal experience is that although I lost my, I lost my husband ten years ago, around the his birthday, around the anniversary of his death, I my mood dips, and it's, it's not a natural a, process. It's just a natural process, and mm. it's not something I'm conscious. That I don't you know obviously I'm aware of the dates, but I I know that during the sort of the, the few days before and after. I'm not going to be in a place to do certain things, mm. so that's okay. Yeah. So right. So I'll just adjust things yeah. so that I'm. I can give myself. I can care of and look after myself exactly. during those yeah. periods of time. Exactly. Um, okay. So yeah, that that's that sort of experimenting really. And then the decision, learning how to work in the new situation. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's a similar sort of. Yeah. You know, it sort of incorporates that. Again, you know, when you we are thinking about how we look at new transitions in our lives. Yeah, it's like the that. financing you explained, yeah. Yeah, you know. Just find it, new ways. But it would be, you know, I try things out. Do I want to associate with the same people? I've tried that mm. out and actually, no, it's too painful to be with those people because I always thought about it as a couple. Mm-hmm. So how about I try different, a different, or certain people I can be with, certain people I can't be with. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's that, right, okay. So it's all right to make that decision that maybe they're not going to be part of my life anymore. Mm. It's, it's giving yourself the chance to, to try different things and life will be different and giving yourself a chance to just feel mm. let those feelings be yeah. because they're coming naturally yeah and that mm. again that part of the experiment is going yeah. to be that because maybe you've not allowed yourself to do that because I was taught to be strong aren't we yeah come on you can do this yeah and you know I, I don't say this to my kids anymore I'm like okay if you're feeling like that let's just sit there for a while and mm. just Okay, that's how you feel. 
you know, come on, get stronger or get over it or, you know, I think those mm. things are harsh, harsh, aren't they? Yeah. Because yeah. it's almost, again, People it's saying... People it's been a year now, come on, you need to be over this. I think that's almost the worst thing someone can say. Mm. What, what do you mean to by that? Yeah. What that's do you mean by that? How do you mean over? Over what? <laughs> And that would, so that's a be that would be a brilliant question, yeah. wouldn't it? When somebody says that to you, oh, you sh- surely you should be over this by. Can you tell me a bit more about it? why? Why do you yeah. say that? What? What? Yeah. I don't, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Because again, that gives you what they're thinking, mm. and it's like okay, it's not up to them to think that way, but that's not what I'm thinking. Yeah, completely. And mm. feeling those feelings, but actually trying new things and different things at the same time is totally fine. Yeah. And it's not you're doing it because of pressure from people, because people are saying you should be over. It's because you want to feel different. Mm. Because you perhaps have had enough of feeling like that and thought, you know what, you know, I, I still feel like this, but you know, I'm going to do this because this person would have been proud for me trying this out. You have Absolutely. your own motivation Absolutely. versus that your parent is ringing you every day and saying, come on now, you need to get out. Mm. Have you taken that dog for a walk here? Have you done that yet? You know, all of those things. Yeah. Which again, can, you know, it's it's that, and again, it's coming from I hear sometimes it's coming from a good, mm. you know, that caring place, but it's not caring to understand well what's happening for you at this moment yeah. in time. Why are you doing that? Why can't you take the dog out? What's what's happening? Because sometimes it, 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 yeah, yeah, there's a lot of instructions normally yeah. rather than actually okay, tell me more what's going on. Yeah, sometimes you just want you just want to know that, but you just want to talk about that. You don't Absolutely. want to be told yeah, yeah. what to do because they already know. I already know I've got to take the dog yeah. for a walk. I don't mm. need you to tell me that. Mm. Um, and that's when you start resenting that person out. I don't think they'll need to call me because I don't want to answer. Yeah. even though you know I'm from good place. Yeah, but right now they're good place isn't a good place for, for me, for example. You no, know. no, I need, I need to find a different way of yeah. handling this. Because yeah. um, that's how I'm going to go forward in my life is because the person I would have maybe gone to about this isn't there anymore. Mm. So how do I change this? You know, how, how do I do this for myself now that I can go forwards on that side of things? And, and uh, you have different people in your tribe, don't you? So one might be a good listener. Yeah. And that's the person you want to approach at this particular time of your life. Absolutely. And one might be a party. Uh, queen or king yeah. and you may say you know what actually I'm going to take that invite that you've been sending mm. for past whatever months I will go out well, when you're ready yeah. and one might be you know so you different people in your group can sort of give you that support absolutely and get you through life because this is life journey exactly. we're, gonna, we're all going to face all different things yeah. good and bad sad and happy mm. it's how we give ourselves time to see what's happening and then deal, deal with them yeah. in our own way Absolutely. the way the society tells there's exactly. no time limits that by one year you should be you should be over a 50% or 70% there literally is no m- metrics attached to this particular topic that we're talking about no not at all no. it's your, your own metrics your own time yeah because you you are the only person that knows what that relationship meant to mm. you what do you think of the line time is a great healer people say that all the time don't they mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. So I've just kind of had a. Did you, is that the reaction you had when I said it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yes, to a certain extent, yeah. it, it is a great healer. Um, but it always feels quite dismissive to me. Yes, yeah. time it's is a very, a very uh, what's the word? I'm looking uh, runaway comment. It's very casual yes. comment, isn't it? It's almost like. Really fine. Time yes. is a great healer. Time's a great. Time will look after you. Really? Always time. Yeah, always time. Yeah, what do you mean by time? Are they close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they a person? Yeah. Uh, Can I make an appointment with them? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Time's running out. Oh,
like, okay, watching, yeah. Yeah, well, yes, absolutely, the passage of time. Mm. Um, but it's but what happens. Is there because other things have come into our life and the distraction has got bigger? Yeah. But yeah, no, it feels, sorry, I had the reaction to me. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> did, did you experience that? Did it you was, say things like that? Yeah. Did, yeah. Don't worry, time's a great healer. Yeah, and, you know, fill me Punch. up the rest. <laughs> yeah, and what? Well, you know. Again, it's just it's it's just going thinking what's happening for me, and being very very kind to yourself. Yeah, and, and not being embarrassed of it as well. Because yeah. people are embarrassed to cry, aren't they? People are really embarrassed what people are going to say, and really don't open up. Or yeah, I keep saying that's somebody else's problem. Mm. Not it, it's not your problem mm. that they they don't know what to do with tears. Um, if you need to let what, them out. What what since when did tears become an embarrassing thing? Is there a history to that? There, there is. I mean, one of one of the books I've read was that because of the world wars, two world okay. wars, that obviously there was a lot of loss. That um, that's when this sort of stiff upper lip came in. Okay. And it was that you know we can't be can't show it. we can't show it because actually you know we're going through a war, um, and tears are going to be a sign of weakness. So mm. we've all got to sort of get stiff, buff, you know, and carry on and soldier on etc um, and then there just became the change of society really yeah. Yeah, yeah especially for for us we, yeah. we definitely don't try and show I mean I haven't been in a situation in a long while apart from when I see my clients one to one but you know the people might have just been broken down for a little bit mm. it's like no, you don't want to do that your parent doesn't want to do that because they don't want to upset you you don't want to do that to your parent because you don't want to upset them your child doesn't want to do that to you because you think, oh, my mum's heart's going to break if I cry. Mm. You know, all of those, so much pressure about actually... But if we don't show the younger generation it's okay to cry, mm. then what do they do with their tears? Yeah. You know, and... My kids, absolutely. They, their eyes widen. I mean, there's a couple of times where I've been in the car and I've broken down. can't remember what it was about. And I'm very honest, and I continue to cry, but also tell them why I'm doing yeah. it. And I'm like, I'm and I'm apologising for it as well, which mm. I shouldn't be really. Uh, but I'm apologising for shocking, but giving a bit of yeah. shock, because they cannot stand it. They're like, Mum, I mean, the young one especially will hold my arm and goes, why, stop this. You know, it's almost like, I don't, I can't see it. What mm. are you doing this for? You know, mm. I can't, this is really hurting me, you need to stop, you know. Um, and I always wondered why would they feel like that, you know. Because... When they cry, which isn't a lot, you know, um, I let them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. But again, it's, like it's maybe going back to this sort of the white knight. Mm. You know, I, I need you to be strong, and if you if you cry, then that means you're not strong, and I don't know how to deal with mm. that. Um, again, you know, a societal thing, isn't it? You know, parents need to be strong, need to be the the sort of the the examples, etc., etc. But um, yeah, but we also need to know it's okay to have all emotions, mm. to be happy, to be to be sad, to be sad, and um, to, and to cry, and you know we we cry because we're happy as well. We don't mm. just cry because we're sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah. being sad is part of life. Happiness can't be felt. Happiness can you feel happiness without being sad? Almost exactly. Yeah. How do you know that emotion? Exactly. How yeah. do you, how do you know yeah. the contrast? How do you know that you're happy 
because you compare it to how what it feels like when you're sad. Yeah. Um, so how sad would life be if we didn't know what happy was? <laughs> I guess it comes from when you've got a little child and they're crying, and as a mother or a dad, you will try and fix the issue quickly, mm. and you'll be like, "Oh, sweetheart, don't want you to cry. Come on, let's wipe these tears. I don't want to cry. Come on." And and then the cry is now associated to well, whatever you need. I'm going to provide that so you stop crying. Mm. Rather than imagine mum sat down on the floor with a baby going, it's okay to cry actually, you, you'll be fine, you know, you, you've had your food, you've had your sleep, there's, I don't know what else I can do for you. Yeah. But if you're not feeling like crying, you just carry on for a bit, it's fine, <laughs> yeah. nothing's going to happen to you. Yeah. You know, versus immediately giving the fix. Yeah, and I think it's, it's because if we can tune into what... Because di- different cries mean different things, yes, don't they? Yes, that's true as well. You know, and so if we recognise it, it's a I need changing cry, I need feeding cry, or mm. you know, I'm just lonely cry. Mm. You know, so it could be that yes, I want to cry, but I want to cry in your arms. Yeah, you know, and and it's like okay, that's all right, because again, you you know that that it's an emotion that will happen to you. Yeah, but you will survive it. Yeah. Whereas if you're told, oh, don't cry, don't cry. How do you know if you can survive crying? Yeah. What do you think of people the complete opposite way? They don't actually have tears. But that doesn't mean their grief is not as, you know. Well, if, if, you've, not been, if you've not been allowed to cry, is that then why would... Yeah. Mm. And I think, it, and yeah, there's, there's all sorts of things in that side of things. I think, yeah, where people... I think some people think, oh, I should be crying. Well... If your body's not in a place where it feels it can release at that moment in time, just listen to what it needs, mm-hmm. and if, if that's okay, and and that's, and again, if that's how you're grieving at this moment in time, that's how you're grieving. So I say everybody's grief is different. Mm. It doesn't mean when you go to a funeral you have to cry. Mm. Not if you don't feel like it. It could be that so many other things are going on. You may be having to think about. Okay, well. Uncle so and so's got to get in that car. Da, 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 da. So actually, that little bit of you that's functioning doesn't have the ability to no. sort of release a little bit to have the crying. But the chances are it'll happen some other time. Mm. And this Completely is when it take you, know, you uh, yeah. It may take a little while. Like yeah. I say, this is where it might be. I should be over calm. this by now. Yeah. But look, I've just burst into tears. Yeah. Well, yeah, but maybe that's because your body's processing it a slightly different way. And that's why it's nice when families take over, so the immediate family isn't doing so much, yeah. because it's hard to to do both. Mm. Because really, what you need is time to grieve, don't you? Yeah. Like and start making loads of phone calls. And it's interesting. I just I don't know why it's just popped into my head, but we have wedding planners. Yeah. Right? We have funeral planners. You're right. Who could just come in and do all those bits and pieces and. Do we all have them? I presume they're undertakers, but I don't know how how much involvement they have. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, know, I don't know why I went off at that tangent. Yeah, because that would take a lot of that, that pressure, pressure off. Yeah, you just it? maybe you just say well, make a phone call and that's it. Then you don't have to do anything. Yeah. And mm. then you know they they call the families or whatever they need to do and yeah. And you can. That's the worst thing as well for calling families. Like who's going to tell who? You're looking at the phone. You're thinking. Mm. I have to make this call, uh, but I don't. I, I don't want to be the person who tell, gives the bad. No one wants to give bad news as such, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah. Because also, they, you know, again, if it's you're giving, it's that oh, right. So every phone call I make, I'm going to have all this. I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah, all, all that kind of thing mm. coming back at you as well, and mm. it's that. It's I, don't wanna, I, I don't want to hear this. Yeah. You know. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's, that's and what about if someone's already depressed and going through the postnatal depression and they're on for a few months and then a really close person to them dies, but they can't feel they they may not feel the the sadness or they might not cry. Is it is there a link to if you're already Oh, absolutely. You can't take other persons. No, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because with de- with depression, in depression, yeah, you are very focused on yourself. Self, aren't you? Yeah. Um, because that's what the brain's asking you to do. Okay. Protecting okay. you. It's protecting you. Absolutely, it's going saying whatever is going on, we can't cope with it. So yeah, to then try and take on somebody else's grief or to 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 think about that loss that's mm-hmm. happened. You, you wouldn't have the capacity to be able to do that, okay. I would imagine. Um, it will register, but it may not sink in. Properly. It may not sink in, and then obviously you've then got everything that's contacted with that. With you know, it's that. Oh, why aren't they? Well, why aren't they sad? Or why aren't they yeah. doing this? Oh, they're so self-absorbed, and you get all those kind of things going on as well, which can then fuel that. Oh, I'm bad. Yeah. And shaming and the rest of it. But yeah, just then go. Well, I'm not in a place if I'm depressed. Then maybe I'm not in a place to to take on yeah. that sorrow from somebody else. So it's not because I don't want to. I'm just yeah. not in a place physically, physiologically able to do that. Mm. And and uh, if that's how you feel, you just got to embrace that. Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard because your family might think, well, what, what what's wrong with you? Why are you not feeling this? You know. But you or you, you might you have to be fake. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely. But. It's doing what I suppose what feels right at that moment yeah. in time, and um, and again it does come back down to a little bit of actually if it's not right for the family, I'm not responsible for their feelings. Yeah. I, I you know I'm going through a difficult time at the moment, and maybe I do need to look after what I need at this moment. Mm. I can explain afterwards, but but right now, but right now this I know if I have to take on this pressure, I'm going to go further down. Yeah, and that's. Uh, my ability to cope is not yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely just know the limit of your of, yeah. of, of, of your capacity yeah we're not we're not limitless supplies no no you're right yeah you're absolutely right and also if you have lost someone close to you to feel sad for other people's loss also becomes I don't know because you're so, so absorbed in your own you just maybe not you're not able to feel as much for the other person yeah because it's n- nothing was as important as that particular loss oh absolutely yeah 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 you, you can relate maybe and yeah. this is where maybe getting together you 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 can sort of normalize sort of reactions yeah. and things like that but it's yeah it's not taking on board their grief as well as yeah. your grief and, yeah. and that's okay not to do that it's that you know maybe sort of well we're going to get together and you know, if you feel a bit too much, then actually I may have to leave the room, or yeah. you know, it's again, it's that. What what do I need? Mm. Whereas, oh, it feels like I'm, because again, as you said, that leads to a bit of resentment as well. Yeah. Or can do. Yeah, because they've got something that I mm. don't anymore, mm. like a it, it play group, and mm. if that's your child not there anymore, you're not going to carry on going to that play group, no. are you? No. Because it's like we used to meet up for a reason, and that was the reason, mm. and no longer is there reason there for me yeah. to do this. Yeah. So you kind of isolated yourself there, because it's almost like, what am I going to do here? Mm. Yeah. Too painful, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship Absolutely. with little kids and whatever the yeah. case, maybe. Yeah. Lovely. Is this the other chart here that I'm looking at? 
Yeah, well, it just, I just, it was just sometimes it can be quite clinical, you know, when we oh, look at curves one. and things like that. Kubler. Is that how I say it? It's Kubler-Ross. Kubler-Ross. It's, like, it's quite, Google that. quite a famous um, curve. But the other one is that just somebody gave to me, and it, because again, it sort of looks like it's a, a sort of a smooth Shoot. curve and transitions yeah. that you go through. On, on one side, it's just giving you those transitions, and on the other side of the picture, it's, it's all scribbled in between. Yeah, same um, like this. And I think that's probably what most people's experience is. You know, we think, oh, you know, right, or I'm going to feel sad, and then I'm going to feel angry, and then I'm going to come out of that. But actually, it doesn't doesn't work work that way. We can understand there are phases, and there are feelings, but actually it might be that we're popping from all over the place because we think, oh, I'm getting better, and then something will trigger us, and we'll go back to the beginning again. Because we haven't, you know, it's, it's not... Grief is not just one thing. It, it's it's not just sort of two dimensional. It'll be multi dimensional because, you know, that yeah, the the just the relationship is is not just linear. No, absolutely. Thank you very much. I think that was although um, uh, an emotional topic, however, mm. a very important one. And again, we, like we said, it's not talked about enough. Completely. No, it's not absolutely. opened up in this way it doesn't go through the stages it doesn't go through you know we don't talk about this because we don't like it no and it's inevitable death and taxes two things you can rely on in the world <laughs> isn't it as they used to say um yeah but we don't talk about it and we, and we don't talk about how it affects us mm. no, and as, as a new experience we don't mm. have like we said we don't have a guide how to get through it you just got to go with how you're feeling. Yeah. The answers are with you, really, aren't they? Absolutely. If you will just allow yourself and now give yourself permission to be who you exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, have, you have all the answers you need inside. 100% agree with that. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. And yeah. I will um, catch you next week. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.